Hey there, welcome to the Sasha Sterling podcast, exploring all that is sacred. So glad you're here. Let's jump in. All right, so today I am joined by a very dear friend, Summer Peterson. Hello, Summer. Hey, Sasha. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. And before we jump in, I would love for you to introduce yourself if people are meeting you for the first time. Hi. Yay. Thank you for having me, Sasha. Um, I am Summer Peterson, and I had a, the honor of working with Sasha Sterling starting in 2000 16 or 17? Was it 15? 16 maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. It's been a really long, beautiful journey. And so Sasha was my business coach for many years. And um, this is back when I was an entrepreneur running a health and wellness um, coaching business. And I think of Sasha more as a friend and a mentor and so many things. I've learned so much from you and um, have grown so much as a woman, more so than just an entrepreneur. And that's, I think, what entrepreneurship does for you. You grow as a person. And um, it's really just been a testament to your your very feminine vibe and brand of entrepreneurship that feels safe and um, nurturing. So thank you for all of that. And I've grown into um, owning my passion, which is writing. So I come from a lineage of writers. My mother was a writer and I always didn't consider myself a writer because I'm not like a fiction writer and I don't write the kind of books that my mom wrote. And But I've always loved the art and the craft of writing. And that was probably my favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, Sasha, was writing and messaging. And, you know, from, from the place of heart and authenticity. And I realized that what if I do writing instead of being the face of my own business? And actually, I would I want to share this story. I was um one night, my I have two little boys. So um Skylar's eight and Jude is 11. And we were watching this Pixar movie, um, In and Out. Wait, what is it? Like In and Out or what? Inside Out. Inside Out. Okay. So this Pixar movie. And the at the very, very end, my husband's snoring on the couch. My kids are asleep. And I'm just sitting there like dreading having to carry every single person to bed. And I just watched and watched the credits roll. And it was like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, and we're like 15 minutes into credits for a cartoon. (laughs) Credits of all these people. And I realized it takes thousands of people to produce a two-hour cartoon. And like every single person is so necessary as a part of this movie and has a beautiful role and I, at that point, I was the face of my company and I was like the everything in it. And I realized I want to be a part of a team and I don't need to be the face right now. You know, I can be a really integral part and collaborate. And it just felt like it was just like this very transformative moment for me. And it helped me realize I want to work with multiple people and support 
their messaging because that is my gift. I am an, a really good writer and I know how to write strong copy for really good messaging. So that's what I, I transitioned to. I went and got a certification uh, in conversion copy, which is sales. And I primarily write... So my my other two passions in life are health and wellness and spirituality. And so I write for entrepreneurs whose mission I align with and whose message I want to clarify and get out to the masses. Oh my goodness. So amazing. And that was part of what, what I wanted to talk about today was the courage to reinvent. Because I remember the years of focus, you know, you're dead, you're dedicated to your own spirituality and health, your children, your husband, your friends, and you, you know, you commit to my experience of you is you show up and commit to any, like everything a hundred percent that you actually commit to. And so when you had written the book and the, your business was systematized and you had client, lots of clients and a program running and you were featured on media and had, what was it a best-selling book? I mean, there were so many things. And then I remember getting the message from you saying, I'm going to close this down and I'm going in a different direction. And it was so surprising to me. And I feel like you were a kind of ahead of the pack over the last few years, once COVID happened, uh, you know, a lot of women in business have, including myself, have paused and reassessed, like, what, why am I doing this? And is this really true for me now? And so I feel like you really were leading, you know, leading the way and having that courage to reinvent. And I, of course, had no doubt that you were going to be wildly successful at this new venture, which you are as well. And so I'd love to hear just a little bit more about what that process was for you to, I don't know how, what word you would use if it would be dismantle or to complete, you know, complete body soul shine and then begin this new, this new business that's now well underway. Yeah, that is um, when you when you frame it that way, it was very scary. You know, when I when I get back into the emotion of that, because I had invested so much and my identity was now like Summer Peterson, bestselling author, weight loss coach. You know, I had a membership with women and there's a part of me that was in love with all of that. And there was a part of me that felt suffocated by having to constantly talk about weight loss because that was never my why. It was really like always about health. And uh, you know, when you when you go back to your childhood, like what were your passions? I was asking my mom in the eighth grade for nutrition books. You know, this is obviously long before the internet and there wasn't much out there. And I was, you know, I became a vegetarian at a young age. I haven't maintained that, but I did for about 13 years because back then that was the picture of health. And that's what I believed was the picture of health. And that's, you know, my journey has always been about health and spirituality. And so um, having an, a spirit of my identity be in Summer Peterson is a weight loss coach was no longer serving me spiritually. And I had to take a look at that and uh, disidentify from that and really dig deep into what is my soul calling? What is my heart yearning for? Every project that I ever did as an entrepreneur, my favorite part of it was writing. I would sit at my computer. Writing my book was the most fun thing that I had ever done. Or when I wrote the the scripts for my uh, my 21-day metabolism reset or my TV show that I had, Napa Valley uh, TV show. All the things that it was always writing that that just served my 
my my soul's my heart's work. And uh, so I, it was getting connected with that again and being willing to not have and I, you know, be the ego identity, letting the ego die. Mm-hmm. Right. Letting the ego die. And I know when we were doing our personal catch up, that's what I said. I was like, I've just had ego death after ego death the last couple of years. And it is, it can be so, um, I mean, it's just distinct. It's a distinct stage of the very predictive creative cycles. And so the courage to let go of yeah, one identity and allow the new to emerge. I mean, I'm remembering how impressed I was with the consistency of your writing. It was so once you, we, I remember we decided on your, your content and marketing plan. And I don't know anyone except you who made the plan and followed through consistently day in, day out for years and years and years. And it makes sense that you love writing and that that like there, there's joy there. And you're also very gifted at it. So let's talk about, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, well, that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize how much writing is a part of their business. Mm-hmm. And that it is a skill that you either have to have or outsource. Um, and if you outsource, your messaging really has to be still from the heart and authentic. Mm-hmm. And so um, we we can unpack a lot of that there. Um, but I, I, I've made myself available to passionate entrepreneurs in the health and wellness field and the spiritual field who um who don't have a passion for writing or the or the bandwidth and um and really entrust me with um their messaging. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And Summer uh wrote just the most incredible sales page letter for a program of mine in the past. And uh the feedback from people who had known me a long time was wow, this is so well written. This feels so you. It, there was that congruency of client experience and and my heart, my intention of how how I wanted to be communicated. And I know that a lot of work goes into that. And so, like you said, if that's not a skill that entrepreneurs have, you know, it is it is important to learn <laughs> learn or outsource. Um, so this actually brings me to a topic that I, I was really excited to talk to you about around this interesting time we're in. It's like, feels like one foot in the past and one foot in the future. I was talking with some girlfriends about artificial intelligence and all of a sudden all these apps are popping up, you know, let the AI do your copy for you. And there's a lot of, I'd say, mixture of excitement, fear, skepticism, uncertainty. So what is your take on what what do do you see as an entrepreneurial growth-oriented woman? Like, what are you seeing and how are you interpreting this time that we're in? Um, in business. The the speed at which this is coming is, is like a bullet train. This is, this is crazy fast how quickly AI has come on the scene. Um, and you see this a lot with business coaches who um, heard about AI for the first time in mid-December and were launching their programs in mid-January of um, how to leverage AI to, you know, <laughs> do all of your content. And um, and that is a massive concern to me. I have done uh, a lot of training in AI. As a copywriter, I have different mentors and I've done, I've, I've logged a lot of training hours with high-end uh, <laughs> copywriters in AI. And I can't even imagine how a business coach who's not a writer could be offering a a program a month 
a month into this AI craziness. So that concerns me. Um, I find it fascinating. So first of all, I'm not, I, I, I find this to be neutral. Like I want to, I want to be in, in the neutral space of AI. It's not good or it's not bad. Um, it, but it's here to stay and it is going to revolutionize what we do. There is no doubt about it. that AI is going to revolutionize what we do here. Um, here's the exciting stuff. Um, if you've written something and you know you want to freshen it, you can just pop it in AI and just be like, "Hey, rewrite this, but make it more edgy," you know. And there, and there you go. Like you have something that's fresh and edgy, or whatever is your jam. But um, what it can't replace is uh, your clients and their actual experience. So I've played around with it and writing a sales page just using prompts and, you know, again, being trained by, you know, how to do this. And I, and I, I have tried to use it. Uh, and it, it does not compare side by side when I use the words of my clients. So specifically when um, I, I'll, be very transparent about my process as a copywriter. What I did for you, Sasha, when I wrote your sales page is I didn't just interview Sasha Sterling. I didn't just look at her program and look at what she's delivering. I went to her four, four of her top clients, who women who she loves, women who she loves working with, women who she just, if she could clone these women and work with 10,000 of them, these are the women that I interviewed. And I spent an hour with each of them and I picked their brain and I asked them actually two questions, but I asked each question, each of those two questions about 12 different ways. The two questions, you should definitely write this down if you want to do a process like this is, you know, what are, what were your main pain points before you entered Sasha's program? And I, can ask that question 12 different ways to really peel the layers of the onion and get to all the core feelings and the stories and all the stuff. And then I asked the second question, 12 different ways. I asked, what were the main benefits? What was your transformation? What are you most proud of now that you have accomplished X, Y, and Z from as a, as a result of being in Sasha's program? And then you take all of those experiences and words and emotions and feelings and stories, and you put that into copy. I am almost obsolete as a, as a copywriter when, you, when you're doing that level of research. So it takes a lot of work on the front end to do research. And you honestly don't need a lot of AI when you're doing your research. You can use some of it, which I, which I have. I'm now incorporating... It, I think it can be really fun with subject lines and, um, you know, if you have a Facebook ad that you really like and you're changing things up, and, you know, there's it, it ha it's a it's a great tool and it's um, it's only going to get better and smarter, but it has a lot of limitations as well. And it, it doesn't know your client's feelings. The way that AI is written at this point is to please you. It really wants to please you. And so anything that you write, it, it wants to try to make, you know, make you feel happy with, with what it's writing. And that's not always our intention as a writer. We want, as a copywriter, when we're writing copy, we're wanting to evoke an experience and a lot of emotions. And yes, we're writing to, uh, to get a lot of dopamine hits. And that's something that I can address as well in uh, ways that we do this, um, you know, that can be 
I don't know, um, gross in the ways that we can do this that uh, feel a lot more, you know, heart aligned. But dopamine is what keeps people reading. Um, so we want to trigger dopamine throughout the copy. We want to uh, trigger a lot of emotion and uh, it, connect with them with the pain points and the benefits. So that's that's everything with conversion copy right there. AI is just not at the level yet to replace your clients. And I I don't know if it we're getting there with AI in the next year or two. The speed with which it is transforming everything points me into the direction it's going to get a lot better. But right now, do not be using AI primarily to write all of your copy. It's going to be great for some things, but you have to know your client's pain points um, and their transformation in a really heart-centered way. And AI just doesn't know that. Uh It doesn't know your clients. Wow. Definitely. I was um, at at the park... um earlier this month and I was watching a friend's son. He's three and a half. And all of a sudden there's this robot dog out in the field running with the children. And so there's the, there's the soccer ball and the robot dog and a drone and all these children and all these parents. And we're just like, Oh my gosh, like I've never seen anything like it. And all of a sudden it's like, here it is. It's, it's, it's artificial intelligence and advancements in technology are how they're showing up are different. And it is definitely, I'm thinking of, you know, the stories of back with the first movie theater, right. Or the first projection of (laughs) on the side of a building when they had, they projected a video of a train coming towards them and people literally were so freaked out. They'd never seen anything like it. People were running out of the way thinking that maybe the train would pop out and get them. And so I, I compare, I'm, you know, comparing this same moment um, of, newness and the unknown and um, all of the feelings that it brings up. It's like, oh, we've done this before. And so I love um, your take on it, you know, being open, neutral, um, to use your word, um, and also being, you know, knowing that it's new technology and it will continue to improve over time. Um, Speak to this a little bit more. Um, I I really think this is the one of the most significant technologies that we're going to be seeing in this decade. I remember. Um, a million years ago when um, the first iPhone came out and my first friend who got the iPhone and my, my then boyfriend, who's my now husband and I were visiting <laughs> our friend and he was showing us his new iPhone. And um, we were very interested and curious. And he was showing me these things called apps. Mm-hmm. He may have been calling them applications at the time. And I was so confused and I was like sitting there nodding my head, pretending like I understood what the heck he was talking about. He's like, these, he's like, the iPhone's okay, but these apps are really cool. And my, I was looking at my boyfriend and I was like, I, I don't know what these apps are, but we're just nodding our head. And I went home feeling like I'm never going to get an iPhone. I don't understand it. I will never be able to figure out what an app is or how to use it. This is not for me. This technology is not for me. I will never get an iPhone. And I really love my little flip flip razor phone. I had that little pink flip razor phone. I thought it was so cute. And uh, I was just not going to do this iPhone thing. And if you think now how dependent we are on our apps and our iPhones and how revolutionary that was, I feel like for our community, those of us in entrepreneurship who depend on writing to you know speak what we are, 
this is going to be as revolutionary as the iPhone was to us back then. Like this is massive. AI is not going away. I'm not going to pretend like this isn't going to be a tool. I also really feel like it's not going to replace your need to write. You are still going to, it's it's going to be a tool to, to help with the writing process. And it may um, shave off a good period, good chunk of your time in the writing. You will always have to edit AI. You will always have to, you know, cross-check the plagiarism, which is a na- another massive thing. There's a lot of plagiarism going on in there. And there are AI technologies, but you have to buy those, you know, on top of it to like put it through your plagiarism software. And you, um, and it's just not factual. Like, it's so funny. Like I've, I've tried getting like facts out of it. And then you actually go look those up and it's a load of BS. Like they're... <laughs> It's so funny. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't put that in there. So I've been playing around with it a lot. And um it it's still it it it's I, I don't know yet how much time it's saved me, probably because I'm still a beginner. Um, but uh it, it's here to stay and I'm I'm gonna I'm be I'm gonna be willing to use it as a tool. But in the same way, like when TurboTax came out and all of these things, like it didn't replace your accountant. You still need your accountant. It's just as a tool that helps your accountant to make sure that they they did the numbers right. Mm-hmm. right? So this is it's going to be a tool that may help your you as a copywriter or you you know writing your own copy, but it's not going to replace the need for the human. Mm, I love that comparison. That's really that's really insightful. Well, good. I'd love to shift gears a little bit and um, check in around what are you what are what's exciting to you? Like what's what is important to you now and next as we head into 2023? Oh, that's so funny. So if you had talked to me about this in like November, things would have really been a lot different than now. And that is really a testament to the times of how things are really amping up and being quick. Uh, Very Things are changing so quickly. Um, I made my couple goals for 2023 to be about balancing the work-life balance. And um, everything I do is in service for my family and my children. So the the copy jobs that I'm taking, it's all about um, how, how can I do something that I'm passionate about and have enough time to still pick up my children from school, be present for their after-school activities, and um, use this, this money to elevate our our family time together. I love how um, it affords me to be able to, on a whim, buy my kids a tickets to the Warriors game as my, my children are very into sports and, uh, you know, take them to basketball games or do really, you know, things that if I wasn't in the field I'm in, I may not be able to afford to do this, but it's, it's, I love that. And so, um, not going to lie, the money has been uh, one of the best parts of being a copywriter is that it's uh, a very in-demand in business and it keeps me very busy. But I won't take too many jobs to where I'm not there w- present with my children. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm great. I'm so fortunate that my little boys are still little enough that they want to snuggle with me all the time. They want my attention. Uh, Skylar asked for a, a date the other morning. So I took him to Starbucks because he likes 
heated chocolate chip cookies and he got to have a heated chocolate chip cookie for breakfast. <laughs> and it's just things like that, that it's like, I, I don't want to live a life where I don't have that ability to spend a lot of time with my family. So beautiful. Really honor your priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or that you just want to share to our listeners today, a message to leave them with? Yeah, I think um, as I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, it's helping people understand that um, the words that you use in your business Every word matters. And the messages that we're sending, the emails that you write every single time need to matter. I don't believe in anything that's fluff. And so I've had recent clients come and be like, I think I want to start emailing every single day. And I'm like, okay, so tell me what's behind that. Like, what message do you want? I don't know. I just saw somewhere that we should be emailing every single day. And I'm like, stop with there's no right amount of emails a week that you should be sending. It's really comes down to, do you have a message that's going to impact your audience? And you, everything that you put out there has to always be looked at from the perspective of how is this going to land for your audience? Is this going to give them something that's going to be potentially transformative for their life? And if that, if the answer is no, then I don't want you to email that. I don't want you to send that out. This absolutely needs to be the game of transformation from the heart. And so I would, I, I would love to be able to offer your audience a free consultation with me to help with the messaging to do those tweaks. And again, this is a definitely a very free, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a salesy person. So um, I, I want to invite people to feel comfortable to, to, to speak with me. And it really will be a, a big give around messaging and um, how to articulate it in a way I can, you know, do a, a quick audit of some things that, um, you know, you've already written. It's a great way to do it. If you, you can uh, bring something on, I can audit it with you and help um, structure it, help you figure out a structure um, in a way that's more of a, a generous give. And, you know, also get those dopamine hits all throughout your copy to show you exactly how to do that. And um, I'd really love to support your your community, as I know the women that you serve are also out there with a big heart wanting to serve their their mission in this world. And I only work with mission driven women and a few men. A few men, few men get in there. Oh, love it. <laughs> love that. Okay. Well, that's very, very generous of you, Summer. So if you're listening to this and you feel the call, definitely lean in. The link to connect with Summer to get on her calendar is in the notes section of where you're listening to this podcast. So, well, thank you so much for being here. I truly love you and I'm cheering you on. It's so great to get to spend this time with you. Loving you back, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> 